Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome to the next episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. Hi, Joe. Um, we're back again, aren't we? Yes, yeah. And we, we've been having some really amazing sessions just lately. Um, and our next guest today will be really, yeah. really lovely. But before we introduce her, let's talk about what's been going on generally in your life. Um, I believe you're starting your swimming again. Yes, I've been swimming. I mean, listeners, we are recording this at the back end, tail end of August. And I have swum every day in August, apart from two days. I didn't swim yesterday. uh, And there was one other day last week where I didn't manage to get in the pool. We're very fortunate where I live. As you know, I live in Israel. and We live in an apartment building that looks over the sea, which is really nice. And we are very lucky that we actually have a swimming pool in the building for the use of the residents. So uh, I get up early in the morning and I go down and swim. And whilst we've been in lockdown, semi-lockdown, we have to book our slots in the swimming pool so that there's not too many pe- no more than two people in the pool at any time. And I tend to book a really early 7, 7.30 slot. So there are mornings where I don't quite make that. <laughs> today being one of them, but today my plan is to swim about five o'clock. It's very hot today. Uh, we're, we're heading into a big heat wave at the moment. And um, I think I'm going to swim about five o'clock. It should start to cool down a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it. I do about 45 minutes when I'm in the pool, solid swimming. Yeah, that's really, really lovely. It's been nice throughout lockdown, at least to be able to get out and about for walking, especially as I have a dog. But I have to say, I am really, really glad that the gyms are back open again. I can get back to in-person working out. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's a very different experience than when you're trying to do it via Zoom and, you know, all of those kinds of things. But there were some amazing opportunities through lockdown, you know, P with Joe and all those kinds of things. But um, it doesn't quite replicate that same, you know, enjoyment of the class. And, you know, you couldn't swim throughout yeah. lockdown, yeah. which I miss too. Yeah. So do you go to many classes, Jo? Um, I have the option to go to about 150 different classes a week. Um, <laughs> and it does vary um, depending on my day. Um, they've changed the timetable around a little bit because of restricted numbers. So some of my preferred classes are not quite working time slot wise at the moment. However, they have introduced a 6.30 in the morning spin class. So um, I'm going to try and give that a whirl starting next week. Um, this week, I hadn't realized that they had one that early. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I quite like spin um, and I quite like to do those kinds of things rather than... Uh, tennis or or any of those other type of offerings yeah yeah and you're an early bird anyway so 6 30 would suit you wouldn't it 
Oh, yeah, it's 6.30. It's a 45-minute class, so I'll be back home for seven, see the boys before they go to school because they'll get up at the same time as their dad, have my breakfast and start my day. That's For me, that's a perfect start. Excellent. Well, <laughs> listeners, today we are going to be talking to the fabulous Anne Iarchi. And I have to admit, Anne is one of my contacts. I've known Anne for, oh gosh, I don't know how long, a very long time. I started working out with Anne because she started as a personal trainer. Um, oh, probably about 2014 or so, I suspect. And I've, I used to work out with her once a week. She would come to my house. Uh, and then once she stopped doing home visits, I was one of the last people. She, she kept on doing it for a while. She took a studio uh, and I used to go to her studio once a week. And I found that, for me, that was a good thing. Plus, I was a member of a gym and I could swim. So that was kind of for me, because I actually don't enjoy exercise apart from swimming and will find many excuses not to do it. Um, I will go walking and I will go swimming, but I'm not a fan of classes or anything else. The only other thing I really enjoyed was Pilates. And I've had three major back operations and I do do Pilates and have done since about 2016 when I had, I know I had my first back surgery in 2006. So I've done Pilates since then um, on and off. However, I won't do it in a class because I get very worried that the instructor is not a physiotherapist uh, because of my back problems and it, it just freaks me out. So I haven't yet found anybody here to do it one-to-one -one with, but I'm kind of haven't really looked to be honest and we've been in lockdown so it's been a bit mm. tough but back to yeah. Anne um, as I said I've worked out with Anne for ages she's fantastic she's doing lots of wonderful things now she's got a fantastic book out which we will talk about and she's going to help us um, with some tips of of her her tips of how to eat healthily and and just stay stay healthy and be the best you physically that you can be when you work from home so I'm going to go and get her Welcome back to Virtually Amazing, the podcast. And we've now got Anne with us in the room. So Joe and I were just chatting before Anne about what we do. So I was talking about my swimming. I've actually managed to swim every day in August, apart from two, when, uh, when I was just too exhausted to swim. Um, and, and Joe is looking forward to going back to the gym next week. So um, and do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about you and, and about your journey actually to becoming a personal trainer? Because I know it because we've known each other for, I can't remember how many years now. It's a long many. time. Um, but it's really interesting how you got to be a personal trainer in the beginning as well. So take it away. Definitely. So uh, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, my name is Anna Archie, and as um, Shelley said, I'm a personal trainer, but also a nutritional therapist. And today I do help people uh, to lose weight and live a healthy lifestyle. And the reason why I got there is um, I used to work in IT before. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to struggle with my own weight and health. I was traveling a lot for work. I was entertaining a lot of clients. And um, I am a Haribo addict, Albita uh, in remission. And um, I, you know, Haribos used to fuel me along those, uh, those years. 
Uh, I needed en enough energy. I needed enough, you know, uh, oomph to keep going and get up sometimes at five o'clock in the morning to travel. Whatever it was, you know, it's easy to stuff a bag in your, in your bag and off you go. But obviously, it didn't do anything, not just to my weight, but to my energy levels, because as much as, you know, it gave me energy, it robbed me of energy as well, because I wasn't sleeping very well. And um, it didn't make me feel good. I wasn't happy within myself. And on a fun day out with work, I, I had a fall and I tore the ligaments in the knee. And as I was doing the rehab, I was, I've always been interested in, in the human body and how it works. So my dad, uh, being a doctor, you know, I learned a lot from him. But um, so I did a personal training course while I was still working. And at some point, I, the company I worked for got acquired by another company. And I said, you know what, that was just over mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Um, now 11 years ago um, I said this is my opportunity to see if what I think I will enjoy doing I actually enjoy doing so I started off as a personal trainer and I just loved seeing people change and seeing people feel happier about themselves mm. um, and feel better within themselves and then I realized that exercise is not enough uh, it has to be linked with uh, healthy eating and then it was kind of, even that, I saw that people were still struggling because we all kind of know what we should be doing and what we should be eating. The question is, why don't we do it? So I started looking at habits, at sleep, at stress, and all the aspects of mindset as well, which, um, you know, as a whole, helps people to make some changes. So that's kind of my journey. Um, and actually recently I made myself some massive changes to my eating habits and my lifestyle. And that has to me made a big change to how I feel and how I function as well. So that's really, it's really fascinating. I, I love hearing your story, um, in more detail, but we haven't got time for the detail today. So thanks ever so much for that. Joe, have you got any questions to kick off with Anne? Yeah, a lot of us as VAs spend an awful lot of time on our bottoms, at our desk, staring at the laptop or the computer or whatever Mac or machine that we use. What would be your recommendations um, to help us kind of find some breaks and, and incorporate exercise, especially if we're facing the challenges of managing a family or, you know, we've got other caring responsibilities that, you know, mean that fitting exercise in is quite, quite tough at times. It is, but um, there's always going to be times where you do take a little break. Just two things that are very obvious is one when you get up to go to the loo and second is when you get up to make yourself a cup of tea or coffee. Those are the two obvious times where you could integrate something. So you go to the loo, you can, you know, do a few exercises on the way to the loo, on the way back, or, <laughs> you know, uh, just before, just after, while you wash your hands or whichever it is. There's some, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. You can do some lunges on the way to the bathroom uh, and lunges on the way back. While you, the kettle is boiling, you can do some press-up against the counter. 
there's lots of small things that you can do um, while you do that. Um, the same when you brush your teeth in the morning, you can stand on one leg in the morning. When you brush your teeth in the evening, you can stand on the other leg in the evening. There's, those are the obvious times. Obviously, you know, it would be nice to schedule some breaks, which I'm sure, you know, as a VA you do as well. I know you'd like to finish some jobs. But in between jobs, just take a few minutes to get up, do a few stretches, first of all, because we all sit like that. And and then just, you know, do a few squats up and down on your chair, do a few stretches. There's lots of small things that you can do. And obviously, ideally, clearing your head will help you with lots of, you know, focus as well. So 20 minutes, a little break to go outdoors when it doesn't rain. (laughs) Um, and then come back in but there's there's you know there's lots of things that you can do that's really useful really really useful i mean even if you live in a house um you know make sure that you use the bathroom upstairs so that you're going upstairs and downstairs or maybe say go upstairs downstairs upstairs downstairs and then upstairs again before you go so you're just adding a few minutes on but Mm. but uh but that's kind of interesting i i love those tips so, so Anne, what, uh, what are the kind of top tips? What are your top tips for being, staying healthy and, and not just exercise? Because as you mm. said in your introduction, it isn't just about exercise. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what can people do to help themselves? So one is try to have a routine. So, you know, I know we all do have a to-do list of what we're going to do during the day. And ideally schedule the time of, you know, you know that this task should take you 20 minutes and that will take you an hour or two hours. Just schedule it in and schedule some, uh, you know, exercise or time as well in for yourself. That's the first thing. But also when it comes to food, I know and I've seen and I've done myself often you know, we eat while we eat, while we're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, ideally, take a break. I know some of my clients who, you know, they don't even remember if they had food or not because they were so ingrained and, and, and engrossed in what they were doing that they actually don't even remember if they had lunch or not. But then they see, well, actually, there's a plate here, so I must have had lunch. Um, yeah. You know, those are the kind of stuff. So take a break to have your meals. And one of the things that I do, because, you know, although I do see clients, um, I am at home as well quite a bit, is I get stuff cooking in the kitchen while I'm busy. You know, so we all say you're cooking and cooking from scratch takes a lot of time. Just chuck it into a pot and just, you know, and just have it cooking while, while you're working. Uh, it shouldn't take a lot of time to cook from scratch while you are busy doing your job. So um, you can pre-prepare stuff. You can fill the, the slow cooker so that it's ready for, for the evening. There's lots of things that we can do. A timer is one of those, you know, a, 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 a timer that you use in between your slow cooker or the timer on your oven or, or the timer just to, to remind you that your eggs are boiling. Um, because that's the worst thing that can happen is, you know, getting, I don't know if you ever oh, had yeah. that done, um, but when your eggs explode, <laughs> it's not nice. It doesn't smell good. 
Um, but so there's lots of little tricks that you can use while uh, while being busy, and cooking from scratch is one of them. You can do it while you're busy, but also um, sleep quite often, and especially when you have a family. I see a lot of people start working once the kids are in bed. Yeah. But you have to remember that your own sleep is as valuable as your kids' sleep. You need it as well. And it's one of those things that when working from home, it's very easy to reply to email late at night or to do it first thing in the morning. Having a sleep routine is also very, very important. So it's not just the exercise, the nutrition, but think about your sleep as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, um, I, Anne and I have been friends for a long time. We're friends on Facebook. And one of the things that I love seeing is Anne posts lots of pictures of what she's cooking uh, and what she's eating. And since lockdown, you've been into slow baking, haven't you? You've been into sourdough. And I've been watching what you've been doing. And I mean, I bake bread, as you know. I bake, bake challah most weeks. And um, I've been fascinated by your, by your sourdough. And it looks so professional. How do you enjoy doing it? it, it it's, it's an interesting one because, again, it's something that takes a lot of time. Um, so it's ready in a lot of time, but actually it doesn't take a lot of time to make yeah. and to prepare. So, uh, again, it's a great way for me as well to get off the computer because while I'm making a loaf every half an hour, 40 minutes, I have to get up to go and do something for two minutes or even one minute. Um, yeah. So I put a timer I, when it goes, I know I have to get up and, um, and go and do it. And, you know, we all say that bread is, is bad for you when it comes to, you know, losing weight or being healthy. Bread is actually not bad if it is good quality bread. And with sourdough, it breaks down the amount of gluten, even though you build it up over time. And the reaction it has on your gut is uh, not as bad as, as regular bread. And because the fermentation is happening for so long, it actually full of good bacteria as well. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from with the bread. But I just, I enjoy the baking thing in general. And uh, it gets me off my chair. So. I, I, I love the, the tip about the slow cooker. I have been living off out of a slow cooker for years and years and years because you can just throw everything in. You don't have to be too precise about it. Half a dozen chicken breasts, tin of tomatoes, bit of salt and pepper and stock cube, dried herbs, lid on, done, you know, on a low heat. And then all you've got to do is chuck some frozen peas in the microwave, if, you know, it's that quick and you've got a, a, a reasonable meal later on in the day. I, you know, I have absolutely loved my slow cooker. <laughs> I mean, to me, when I used to travel a lot, uh, day travel, that was kind of a life saviour. When I had a, a leak in the kitchen and I had no kitchen for uh, quite a few months, I had my slow cooker on my dining table and that's kind of how I was cooking, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely amazing inventions. And, and batch cooking as well, especially, obviously, if you've got a family of, uh, you know, of six, um, you're probably not going to do a lot of batch cooking from one, one slow cooker. But if you have, you know, you're only two of you, a slow cooker can give you ready meals for 
other times of of the um, of the weeks, so or of the month even. So for me, batch cooking is another tip. You know, whenever you cook something, cook more. Have your ready meals ready, home cooked ready meals in the freezer, uh, and yep. just take something out and eat a healthy meal. Yeah, I batch cook healthily. Yeah. Yeah. Eating will give you that energy. And to do your job, you need the energy and the focus. You can't be, you know, we all have days where we feel up. Um, so to eliminate those, just make sure you eat healthily. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, whenever I'm cooking anything, if it's meatballs, whether that's meatballs, meatballs, or made from turkey mince or chicken mince, which seems to be our latest fad is, is yeah. cutting out cutting back on the red meat. We still eat it, but we cut back on it. And so I'm, you know, make it, there are only two of us, but even when we were at home and I had three kids at home, uh, so I was cooking for five all the time, I never made enough for one meal because it's the same amount of effort to make yes. for three meals as it is to make for one meal. While you're standing there making meatballs, what difference if you roll a few more? So uh, once it's in the oven, <laughs> bother with it. So I think that's, that's the top tip. And I was, um, I was on a, a workplace for last July before we came to Israel. I did a big rollout with a, a public body in the UK. And I remember sitting at lunchtime talking to this young man. I had a nice salad to eat. He was eating whatever he was eating. And I don't know how we got talking about cooking. Um, and it, it came up in conversation. And he said, how do you manage that? I mean, obviously, I must have been like his mother or his grandmother. And it's very funny. He was a really nice young guy. And I said, well, I never cook just one meal. I always cook some and put some in the freezer. And, and it was a revelation that he could even do that. He hadn't thought about it. He said, well, that's a good idea. Well, we all have days where we really don't want to cook. Yeah. I mean, people ask me, you know, do you cook every day? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, there's often days where I just take something out of the freezer and boom, it's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what sort of, um, talking about healthy eating, what, what makes up a healthy, a healthy diet? I know that when we worked out back in the day, uh, and I wasn't managing to lose weight in spite of doing all the right things, um, you made me do an allergy test, or you suggested I should do one. Uh, and it came out that I had a, a, a sensitivity to a couple of things, which I subsequently eliminated almost completely, and that definitely helped. So... What's, what's your take on a healthy diet? So first of all, is having a variety of things. Uh, one of the things that I see mostly with my clients is that they tend to eat the same things over and over and over again. Um, so we do know that in a variety of color and a variety of food, you're gonna have different nutrients uh, and we need all of them. So just having, you know, um, I have a client who every day was carrots and peas and as much as carrots and peas are healthy, um, you would want to have, you know, other colors in there as well. Um, so um, to me, a healthy diet is having a variety, but whatever you do, if you think of your plate, I would think of having half of it as vegetables, uh, whichever vegetables it is. And as I said, the variety throughout the week, not obviously on the same day would be great. <laughs> Uh, and then from the other half, you would have two thirds of protein, whichever it is, be it meat, fish, pulses, uh, or tofu, or eggs, or anything else. And then 
one third of that other half would be your carbohydrates. So your potatoes, your rice, your, your pasta or anything else. Obviously here and there, if you don't want to have your carbohydrate, that's fine as well. Um, and then you add some extra vegetables. Um, but, but yes, that's kind of to me would be a healthy meal. And again, same with the protein and the carbohydrate, just have a variety of it. Um, snacks, focus more on, you know, again, I, I, one of the things that I often do is make a little box, even when I sit at my desk, with carrots and cherry tomatoes and cucumber to nosh on, as opposed to, you know, a packet of crisps or, or something else. Yes, yeah. it's all about the prep, isn't it? It's all about it is. having a plan. Yeah, and, and you know, again, uh, one of the things that lockdown really showed me and, and lots of other people, you know, online shopping makes things so much easier. You just dun 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 and uh, it comes to your house or you do click and collect mm. and it's all there. So a little bit of planning. I'm not one of the people that like to meal plan as such. I like to buy lots of things and then mix and match things. Um, but if you, you're not good at that, then yeah, meal plan and just buy what you're going to have and make sure you always have vegetables and fruit in the house, uh, some nuts even, some seeds, and then you can make something. Fantastic, fantastic. So, and tell us about your book. So I know you published a book earlier and unfortunately I didn't manage, well, you, the book launch never quite happened because of lockdown, but it would have been just outside the time when I was back in the UK, which is a real shame. So tell, tell our listeners about your book. What, what made you write the book and what's the book about? Um, so I, I wanted to write a book because I wanted to help more people and have a larger reach. Um, so over the years, I, as I, I mentioned, I, I went from exercise to a more holistic way uh, of mindset, habits, nutrition, exercise, sleep and stress. Uh, so my book is called uh, Five Simple Steps to Releasing the Real You, um, How to Become Confident, Happy and Fulfilled. And uh, it's all about, you know, starting where you are, reviewing why you want to change, and then build your own plan to make it happen. Um, I'm not one of those that like to say, this is what you should be doing, but it's more about check what you currently do, see what is helping you achieve your goals, see what doesn't help you achieve your goal, and see what are the things that you need to implement when it comes to mindset habits, nutrition, exercise, sleep and stress, and let's start building that and make it happen. So that's kind of what's in the book. And yeah, you're right. Um, it launched on the 24th of, um, it came out on the 24th of uh, March, which was the day after lockdown was announced uh, or started, which, you know, uh, for me it was get the book out before Easter, because Easter is the time where people start thinking of their summer holidays. Yeah. Um, so we are going to have an online book launch with my publisher um in on the 16th of september and uh, hopefully get get things back going and uh get a bit of a, a boost going to the book it's done not bad so far um so i'm quite happy with how it's done so far but yeah i mean i had people all over the world uh get a copy so that's really cool that's really brilliant yeah. that's really that's really wonderful yeah i i really like those kind of the, or the the kind of approach that tells you um 
how to personalize things rather than a scenario where somebody said you must not and you must do this because the minute somebody puts that banner up that says you must not it's like oh no I'm not interested and, and I'm sure I'm not alone in, in feeling that way where you don't feel empowered when somebody's kind of bashing you over the head with a, a bat that says you must not it, you know um, so that sounds like a really good approach yeah, great. Well, and we're going to have cake at some point in our life. So telling you that you can't have cake ever, ever, is not going to work. No, no. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, eat, you eat a balanced diet, you do all the right things, you exercise, you watch, speak properly, and the occasional treat is fine, isn't it? Because you, you, you can't cut it out forever in a day because... You then start to feel deprived and then eventually you don't do anything. I've got one last question just before we, we close. And um, one of the things you didn't mention was fat. So healthy fat and diet. And where does that fit in? And what is healthy fat? Um, so we do need fat to lose weight. We do yeah. need fat to be healthy. Um, and healthy fat is avocados, nuts, all the things that most diets tell you to cut out. Uh, olive oils, olives, uh, nut oils, all the seeds, all these things we should have on a daily basis. Obviously, there's oil as well in oily fish, which is great to have uh, if you eat fish. Um, those kind of stuff we absolutely have to have on a daily basis in our diets. Um, so don't use this spray light or whatever it's called, the fry light. Uh, use some good mm. fat. Uh, to cook in, um, you know, have a handful of nuts a day, have half an avocado regularly, those kind of stuff we absolutely have to have. And, you know, I, I don't, so in the book, obviously, I talk about fat. Um, I don't put the fat in the, in, on, you know, when, when you imagine your, your, your plate. But obviously, because I cook in healthy fat, that automatically goes in there as well. Um, have a, a nice salad dressing as well olive oil balsamic uh, vinegar a little bit of mustard and and um, you know some lemon and boom you've got a really nice vinaigrette yeah now I think it's true I mean I know that on the times when I've completely cut fat out or gone really low fat nothing happens you just kind of stick you kind of need that fat to oil the way to allow the fat allow the body fat to kind of Disperse. That's my That's the way I imagine it, anyway. Fat also gives flavour into food, and flavour, if you're trying to lose weight, is so important. You you don't want to sort of eliminate all these things from your diet, and then end up with a very bland kind of limp lettuce leaf style diet, where you just think no not today and that's when you go completely the other way and and look for something that's not necessarily a healthy choice is it yeah. you know i think we have to remember as well is like if you take fat away from a product be it mayonnaise or, or or other things to make it look and taste like the real stuff you need to add other stuff and generally that is sugar or sweetener and lots of preservatives and colorings and all kinds of things that shouldn't really be in that food item to start with. So even mayo, go for the real one, just have a little bit less. 
Nothing's yeah. going to happen if you've got once in a while a little bit of mayo in your food. Yeah, yeah. Joe, has any of this resonated with you? Because what, what Anne doesn't know is, is Joe is actually a trained chef, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I left school at 16 and went to catering college, trained to be a chef, love cooking, do a huge amount of cooking. And so a lot of what you're talking about really, really resonates with me. Um, I never, ever buy low-fat products for all of the reasons you've just talked about. You know, um, I just use less of them. And I, I never kind of restrict as such um, what we do or, or don't eat. I'm careful about how much sugar that we have. Um, you know, my diet is far from perfect. I'm making it sound like <laughs> perfection. I'm absolutely not, you know, but um, and particularly not over lockdown where we've all been, been feeling a bit. But, you know, all of those things like the slow cooker, the batch cooking, all of that stuff, you know, just totally resonates with me. Um, and I'm very fortunate that my children are, I have quite eclectic palates, you know, and, and they will eat cabbage and they will eat courgette and they will eat all of these things that are outside the, the peas and sweet corn norms that, you know, I know friends who, whose children will only eat peas and things like that. So I am very fortunate that we can have quite a variety. Doesn't always happen, but, you know, this is the real world. Yeah. I would say, though, that that is thanks to you because it's, you know, obviously kids develop their palate depending on whatever the parents have put on the table. So yeah. um, if you only put pizza and peas on the table, well, that's what they're going to like. Yeah. Uh, if you give them a variety, well, then that's about it. Yeah. 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 Your boys cook as well, don't they, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've started um, particularly having more time over lockdown, I guess, um, as part of our homeschooling, um, doing uh, some sort of cooking classes per se, and, and they'll quite happily sort of make their own basic pasta dish. Um, one of my boys did some research and he did a chicken and chorizo um, pot one pot dinner that he then served with some boiled potatoes and peas which you know with with some guidance and support he's still only 12 but you know he was really really proud that he'd cooked dinner for us that evening um and yeah they can make a basic tomato sauce to you know knock up a tomato sauce with a bit of pasta yeah all those kinds of very basic things but we're you know we're 12 we're moving forward Excellent. It's important. It's a life skill. It yeah. is, definitely. And what's your favourite thing to cook? Um, I love to bake, to be honest. Uh, I find it very, very relaxing. And through lockdown, my nieces have challenged me every week to bake something else. Um, so to, I went from, you know, pastel uh, banata to some coffee and walnut cake to, thankfully, I left it all there, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, I had a slice when I was there and the rest stayed, uh, stayed over there. Um, but yeah, every week. So I, lo I just love baking. Yeah. Big bread or, or, or um, you know, uh, anything else. And I realized that actually it's not that hard. Hard. you have to challenge yourself and the same with mm -hmm. cooking 
just challenge yourself to uh, yeah. to try something you never tried and, and just do it. Yeah, you'd be amazed. Don't have to admit I'm not I'm not I'm not a baker. Um, I know Shelley, you make some of the most amazing stuff. I've seen those Facebook posts, um, but no, I'm kind of a, a, a good all rounder main course. Um, I love making pasta. There's something very therapeutic about, and I don't use a machine, never use a machine. I went out and I bought myself a rolling pin that's three foot long and I've got a special pasta board and you roll it all out. Great workout for the shoulders and the, you know, the, the, the upper arms as you roll it all out and you get it wafer thin. And then you're either chopping it into um, the slices for the spaghetti or the linguine, or you're filling it with gorgeous stuffings and, you know, tossing it in some um, salted butter and sage. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you love that. I yeah. can feel it. I can feel it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like I like bake I like baking, particularly bread. So um, yeah, it's you're right. It's very yeah, satisfying. just that kneading or yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, very satisfying. Anyway, I think we've waffled on enough about food today. And uh, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed hearing Anne's tips and that you'll take some of those and incorporate them into yeah. your working day. I mean, not just because, it, just because it makes sense, really, to be quite honest. And uh, I know that every time you try and follow, well, I can only speak for myself. Whenever you try and, I have tried to follow a very prescriptive diet, mm. it, it, you do it for a little while and then you fall off the wagon because it's just tough to, to always be like that. But adopting this kind of mindset way and incorporating all of these tips is definitely the way to go. Yeah. So thank you very much, Anne, for joining us on the podcast today. And um, we'll see you all soon. Welcome back. It was great having Anne on the podcast. And uh, I've missed her. But it was really nice to have, have, an, have a nice chat there. And I was amazed, Joe, at your passion for pasta. That oh, really well. came through. Yeah, married to an Italian, what can I say? But I, I, I went on that holiday, as I said, I, I learned how to make pasta. And we have now quite a lot of fresh pasta in our house. It doesn't take that long to make. And it's just so much nicer. Excellent. Well, I'd imagine all the local VAs who are listening that live in and around near Joe's, you'll all be round at Joe's for fresh pasta, I'm sure, <laughs> once everybody's able to socialise properly. Um, so I think that's great. But it was a great interview with Anne, and it was good yep. listening to her no-nonsense, sensible approach, yeah. um, and not the prescriptive approach that you normally get from diet and fitness yeah. people so cut out this don't have that so it I, th I think that was that was really key and um her book is excellent so so there will be a link to her book on the web page for the episode uh, we don't make anything from from that that's purely you know for your benefit um, obviously Anne will make some money from you buying her book but really it's just for your benefit we won't gain anything from that so that was it. So we just thought it would be good to talk about how you can track things and, mm. 
you know, we're looking about weight, exercise, maybe how many drink cups of water you drink in a day, that sort of thing. So obviously you can set up a spreadsheet and go and type it in all the time, but who's got time for that? Um, I mean, I know I love my spreadsheets and I have a spreadsheet for most things, uh, but I wouldn't have the patience to do that. So, Joe, do you use any fitness apps? Do you have a Fitbit, a phone, a, 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 a watch? I, I don't have a watch. Um, I, well, I have a Samsung watch, but I never put it on because I, I kind of just end up bashing it and things like that. I do have my fitness pal um, on my phone, which enables me to track food. And also um, the gym I'm, where I have a membership, they have an app which integrates with um the equipment so when you let's say do um an, some exercise on the treadmill or any of these other equipment things you can scan a qr code and it, it puts all the stats in um, i do have to admit to being sometimes a little bit anal and i pull all the, this data off the corresponding website and create graphs because i find that really motivating to see the the shape as it you know goes up and down and, and that sort of thing but maybe that's just me oh no i'm sure there are lots of people like that i have a samsung watch i used to have a fitbit um but it was dying so i went out and for my birthday my husband bought me a samsung watch or rather i went out to buy it and i phoned him and i said this is what i'd like for my birthday and he said oh go on then so <laughs> i love i love it actually it's a proper watch i wear it during the week i don't wear it on saturday because it's digital um and it tracks my steps even when i'm not looking at it and because i'm jewish and orthodox it doesn't work on a Saturday that it works, but it shouldn't work for me on a Saturday. So I don't wear it at the weekend, mm. but I do wear it the rest of the week and it does track my steps. And I do find tracking my steps motivates me to, to do more. Um, apart from at the moment when I'm doing 45 minutes of swimming a day, so I'm not doing so much walking, mm. um, but, but that's okay. But it has a, it has a health app, which goes on my phone. And when you log into the health app, you can see the graphs in the, in the app. You can see, you know, which days yeah. are more or less. Um, so I haven't gone so far as downloading the data and making a spreadsheet and graphs and stuff. Um, but yes, absolutely. Anything that, that has a web source of data can be imported into Excel, Excel so that you can manipulate it in some way. Yeah. It's interesting to me to hear, Joe, that the, the graphs visually work for you. What do you think it is? Because I have to admit, the graphs don't work for me. I can teach people how to create them, but when I look at them, I'm much better looking at a table of figures and seeing the bigger numbers and the smaller numbers it's, it's, and looking at a graph and I find that really fascinating actually it's it, for me it's, it's the visual element because I can look at the table of figures in the app but for me when I see you know if I set a goal of you know x number of steps a day and I see that I'm starting at I don't know let's say I'm starting at 400 and my target is a thousand over a course of a month or whatever then just to see the line of the graph going up it's very visual and you can see on a day when maybe you think oh do you know, I really didn't get any steps in today. For whatever reason, you can look at the graph and you think, actually, over the course of this month, I've come from doing 
this amount at the bottom of the graph, I'm up here. Okay, so it's been a bit of a ropey day, but look at what I can do, you know. And there's another app that um, was recommended to me a little while ago, and it's called Streak. And you can put it on your phone and you can decide what your new habit is. And exercise and, and food is sometimes about habit. And yeah. um, you can put new habits on there, things like, I'm going to do X number of steps a day. And every day that you do that, you can sort of give yourself a tick. And it just and you just get that visual representation of the tick every day. And for people who work visually, it's just, you know, and you can convert the view and you can see, you know, you've got a, a little dial where the, the counter goes round like that or the tick and, and that sort of thing. But it's just that visual representation so you can see your progress from A to Z and then you set the next goal and it resets from A and you can see your progress. It's just that visual thing, I think, you know? Yeah, it's, no, I think that's... That's great. I mean, I know when I teach Excel, a lot of the time people request, you know, we want to know how to create charts, graphs, whatever you want to call them. And I'm quite happy training people how to do it. Um, but give me a graph and I don't always know how to read it, especially if it's not, I mean, obviously, if it's a definite trajectory, then it's yeah. obvious. Or if it's a bar chart and some of the days are higher yeah. and some of them are lower. But, uh, but generally speaking, I just find charts really difficult to read, which is just the way I am. But talking about charts, actually, there is something in Excel that I do want to mention, which is very visual and I do like. Um, and I don't know if you're aware about it. It's called the people graph. No. Not use the people graph. Okay. No. It's an add-in for Excel if you're right. using 365. And you go to insert add-ins, make sure that you choose people graph from what's up offered to you and it gives you the ability to create a graphical it's, it's a bit like um an infographic it creates a kind of infographic so let's say if i've got my coffee island coffee shop and we sell cappuccino americano latte and hot chocolate and i've got a table of data in my excel spreadsheet that says how many cups of coffee of each kind we've sold and I can get a little graph that has got little people, uh, icons for people, and the oh, number wow. of cups of coffee, um, of the different types of coffee. And it's really, really cute and very easy to create. You've got choices of different kinds of images, different icons that you can choose, a few different color schemes. You can customize the title. Uh, I'm sure that as time goes on, they'll make it even more customizable. But it's a really good starting point if you need a quick and dirty, easy infographic kind of thing that's already there. That sounds really great for, um, I can immediately think, when I was working in project management and we would um, sort of calculate the stakeholders impacted by a change, just putting the department name and the number of people and converting that into a graph, you might have 10 little people in HR, 20 people in another department and those kinds of things. Yeah brilliant love that it's it's really really cool and of course you've also got um condition not conditional format yes conditional formatting where you can add to your data 
little icons. So there, there are several icon sets under conditional formatting and you can set the conditions. So you can say if it's greater than this number, show this icon. If it's less than that number, show that icon, that kind of thing. And you can have data bars and color coding on your cells as well. And I love conditional formatting. That works for me somehow. Whereas a graph or chart doesn't always. It's just, I just find the, the, the yeah. idea that our brains work differently quite fascinating. And yeah. what for one person not, doesn't necessarily work for another. And um, have a look on my blog. I am not sure if I've got one on people graph, uh, but I might do. So I, I can't remember. I know I've got a lesson on it, and that might be what I'm thinking about it in one of my Excel courses. So um, I, I, sh I have got a video lesson on how to use it or how to create them. So uh, it's it's great little tool. I love it. So I think that's it for this week, Joe. What do you reckon? Yeah, it, it's been another cracker of a week, and um, we'll look forward to uh, next session. Yep, we'll be recording some more soon. So as ever, listeners, you can get in touch with us, Shelley at Tomorrow's VA, Joe at jlbbusinessconsulting.co.uk. Fantastic. I've got to get used to your new email address. <laughs> and uh, all, the, all of our contact details will be on the webpage for the episode, along with a link to Anne's book and Anne's website as well. And as ever, we would love to hear from you. We'd like to know what you like. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. That would be really helpful. It helps other people find podcasts to listen to. And we are going up in the ratings, which is fantastic. We're getting lots of downloads. So thank you to all of you listeners. We are so pleased that we are hitting the spot for you. And I think that's enough waffling from me for one, one day. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. <laughs>